It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is up, my friends? Welcome to the last episode of Locked On Panthers of 2019. Can you believe it? It is December 31st. It is New Year's Eve. Tomorrow starts 2020. It starts a new decade. I can't believe it's here. And I can't believe the regular season is over already. And unfortunately, of course, it's one last Bad defeat, fittingly, it it almost seems, to talk about as we wrap up the year. As the Panthers get waxed by the New Orleans Saints 42-20. to 20, Excuse me, 42-10, to 10, I'm sorry. 42-10 to 10 in Week 17 as they end the regular season with a big old thud. That's... Eight straight losses that they end the season with. They finish the regular season at 5-11. and 11. But of course, draft-wise, it meant it wasn't all bad. They actually got a little bit of help in the draft order thanks to the Jaguars beating the Colts. So the Panthers moved, were sitting at number 8 going into the day. Their loss, coupled with the Jaguars' win means the Panthers will sit at number seven in the draft. So certainly we'll get a chance to talk about a lot of good prospects because the Panthers will certainly have their pick of them at number seven. But uh, in, in talking about the game, I mean, at this point, what more can you really say about the game and the team? The The offense was sluggish again. Uh, Will Greer got injured early in the game. Kyle Allen had to come in to finish to finish the game and finish the season. Overall, just another ugly performance. Uh, typical. It seems typical. It seems fitting that this is the way that the Panthers go out. That's not too many players show up, except of course for. Christian McCaffrey, and we of course want to take a minute to congratulate McCaffrey on what became a incredibly awesome season. As he becomes, I believe they said, only the third player in NFL history to have a thousand rushing yards and a thousand receiving yards in the same season. As he went for seventy-two yards receiving on seven catches. That brought him to a total of 1,005 receiving yards on 116 catches. Just very, very impressive. And then he had 1,387 rushing yards and 15 touchdowns. So 19 total touchdowns for, for Christian McCaffrey. And if we compare that to... Uh, the other players and where McCaffrey stood. McCaffrey ends up third on the rushing list for the season at 1387. The rushing champion was Derrick Henry of the Titans, 1,540. And then Nick Chubb was second with 1,494. McCaffrey came in third at 1387. Zeke Elliott, 1357. 
Chris Carson, 12.30, and then just run through quick. The other guys that had 1,000 rushing yards, Lamar Jackson actually finished sixth in rushing with 12.06. Then you had Leonard Fournette, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, Carlos Hyde, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, and Saquon Barkley all had 1,000 yards rushing. And as far as receiving, receiving yards, McCaffrey, 1,005. So obviously, you know, pretty down in the list with all these receivers. But again, still impressive that as a running back, he had 1,000 yards. Of course, Michael Thomas ran away with that category with 1,725. And McCaffrey did finish second to Michael Thomas in receptions, McCaffrey had 116. Michael Thomas ended up with 149. So almost a little disappointing that Michael Thomas didn't hit 150. He was at 145 going into the game. He ended up with just four catches. But again, very impressive. Christian McCaffrey, 116 catches, second among all players in the NFL. The only other players that had 100 catches this season were Keenan Allen, who had 104, DeAndre Hopkins had 104, and Julian Edelman had 100. And Julio Jones finished one shy. He had 99. Uh, Allen Robinson had 98, and Travis, Travis Kelsey had 97. So McCaffrey, one of just five players this season to reach 100 receptions on the season. So obviously many congratulations to him. Just a fantastic season. And it's obviously been a joy to watch Christian McCaffrey all season. And we're very excited to do so again in 2020. Now the question is, would they look into bringing somebody as kind of a compliment? Because obviously it didn't really work out this year. You know, you draft and he didn't, he really didn't even see the field. And of course, uh, Reggie Bonifant was sprinkled here and there. So the question now is what do the Panthers do at running back? Does, does the new head coach look to bring somebody in that can, you know, kind of spell Christian McCaffrey? Cause I mean, for as amazing as he is, obviously you don't want to wear him out too quickly. You want to eventually find somebody that can t take some of the load and some of the pressure off Christian McCaffrey. Obviously he's still going to be out there for a majority of the snaps, but you know, to give him a little bit of a breather from time to time is never a bad idea. So we'll, you know, the, uh, that will definitely be a, an interesting thing to watch as the off season goes on. Before we kind of talk about, you know, some more things, getting into draft and things like that, I want to uh, take a moment to thank a couple of our sponsors real quick here that have been with us for a little bit and really appreciate their support. Uh, our friends over at Blinkist, you know, like the rest of us, I bet a lot of you guys are going into 2020 thinking about what you didn't get around to in 2019 and your goals for the new year. I know I'm already setting goals for myself to just be better as a person, as a football analyst, things like that. So if you want to work towards being your best self in 2020 and understand more about the world around you and make sure that your time is well spent, then Blinkist 
is for you. Now, Blinkist is for anyone who cares about learning but doesn't have a lot of time. Blinkist takes the key insights from over 3,000 nonfiction bestsellers in over 27 categories and condenses them down into 15-minute blinks, which are text and audio explainers that help you understand more about the core ideas of each book. And you can use it to find a topic quickly, find new topics, and find out which books you want to spend more time reading. So it's a great, great way to get a jump start on reading and just more information, things like that. So right now, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com, that's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T.com slash locked on. To start your free seven-day trial, and then you can get 25% off of a Blinkist premium membership. So again, Blinkist.com slash locked on. You get a seven-day free trial, and you get 25% off your premium membership. So again, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T.com slash locked on. And our friends over at DoorDash. Are you having a long day at work or you're stuck in the office and you're ready for something to eat and you don't have time to cook? Well, DoorDash is for you because DoorDash lets you treat yourself to the meal you deserve and it lets you have your favorite restaurants come to you. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. All you got to do is open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered right to you wherever you are. And not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities, which means you might find a new favorite too. And with door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada, you can order from your favorite local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. And don't So don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. And right now you can save a little bit of money with us. Listeners get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code locked on. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code locked on. So again, that's promo code locked on, $5 off your first order from DoorDash. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So let's kind of think about 2020 in a sense. Let's start to look ahead now that 2019 is over. Obviously, the big the big story right now is who the head coach is going to be. There's obviously a couple candidates on the list. We know the Panthers have interviewed Mike McCarthy twice already, so there's obviously some interest there. 
couple other players or a couple other coaches that the Panthers have requested interviews for. One being Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. We know he made his rounds last year as a candidate, but didn't get a job. And he's resurfacing as a candidate this year. He's been working well under Andy Reid. We know the Chiefs' offense has been tremendously good over the last couple seasons. And there's there seems to be a lot of love for being me with his ability to kind of handle a big group of guys. So he sounds he seems like he's going to get a shot at a head coaching position. Could be with Carolina. Could be somewhere else. We'll see. Another name that popped up and. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport touched on him a little bit yesterday. Josh McDaniels, remember him? Offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots and the quote-unquote former coach of the Indianapolis Colts, because we all know how that story went last offseason. But it certainly worked out for the Colts. They landed Frank Reich, the former offensive coordinator of the Eagles, and, uh, of course, the Panther, the Colts have... Uh, have done well over the last two years with Frank Wright. But McDaniels surf, surfacing again, and a little surprising, but obviously he still has the, uh, the the pedigree. Teams obviously kind of love his potential, even with what happened two years ago with the Colts. Now the question is, how serious are the Panthers actually going to be with McDaniels? And it's a question we asked when he – you know, a couple of years ago when he took the Colts job, how much did he learn from his previous head coaching stinks? Remember, he, he is also the former head coach of the Denver Broncos, and that certainly didn't uh, didn't end on the greatest of terms. We all remember the riff that McDaniels had with Jay Cutler. But obviously that was a long time ago. Certainly you feel he's, he's learned a little bit working with Bill Belichick for a number of years. There are people that believe that McDaniels will eventually be the successor to Bill Belichick. We'll see. But uh, the, the Panthers did request an interview with Josh McDaniels. They did request an interview with Eric Bieniemy. There's also reported interest in Matt Rule, the head coach at Baylor. And Rule is going to be a popular candidate. Uh, the Giants are going to have interest in in Matt Rule. Also, the Giants are going to interview Mike McCarthy this weekend. Uh, wouldn't be surprising if he has interest in some of these other head coaching vacancies. You wonder if the if the Cleveland Browns are going to have interest in him, and eventually the Dallas Cowboys. Because I think at this point we can say that the the Cowboys are going to have an opening. They haven't officially fired Garrett yet, and really they're not going to quote unquote fire him. Because all these coaches have expiring contracts. So they're likely just going to let these contracts run out. And they'll all effectively become free agents. The reports are that they've basically been told to start seeking other work. So you wonder if Dallas is going to have interest in Matt Rule. But the Panthers are interested in Matt Rule. And certainly Matt Rule would be a good candidate. He had a possibility to be in the NFL this past season with the New York Jets, but that obviously didn't work out, and the Jets ended up landing Adam Gase. But Rule is going to resurface as a candidate. Uh, again, the Giants are going to have interest. He did previously coach with the Giants. He was their assistant offensive line coach back in 2012. So he's certainly going to make his rounds. And then you figure 
just as kind of a a respect thing, the Panthers will probably likely interview Perry Fuel, their interim head coach as well. But in all likelihood, Fuel probably isn't going to get much consideration. No offense to him, but um, Beanie has a much better shot. McDaniel's could have a shot. We obviously can't count out Mike McCarthy if, if they've already interviewed him twice. So we'll see what happens. And then, of course, there was news on the previous Panthers head coach, Ron Rivera. Uh, it sounded like it sounded like it was going to happen Monday, but it looks like it's going to drag into Tuesday. But nonetheless, uh, Sunday and Monday, or it's very possible today that Ron Rivera will be the next head coach of the Washington Redskins. And, I mean, we haven't even heard about, at least I, I can't recall, any kind of news as far as any other candidate with the Redskins. They, they've been full steam ahead, it sounds like, with Ron Rivera. So it does still sound like it's going to happen very soon that Ron Rivera will be the next head coach of the Washington Redskins. And of course we don't have to wait long for Rivera to see the Panthers because the Panthers of course will be heading to Washington to take on the Redskins again in 2020. And then Rivera would come back to Charlotte as a visitor this time in 2021 because the rotation has it set that the Panthers will host the Redskins in 21. So that'll be something to to look forward to. Uh, certainly Rivera, a very good candidate. I actually just wrote a bit about him for Pro Football Network and why he's deserving of another job and why he will fit in nicely, I think, with the Redskins. He'll take on a team, of course, that will have the number two overall pick. It's similar to what happened when he took over the Panthers' job. The Panthers were 2-14 and 14 the season before Rivera came in. The Redskins are coming off a 3-13 and 13 season. The Panthers had the number one overall pick, which of course was Cam Newton. The Redskins will sit with the number two pick, which we presume is going to be Chase Young. Could be somebody else. It would be a little bit of a surprise if they go somebody else, but Chase Young is there for the taking. And, you know, like Carolina, Rivera just has a chance to rebuild. Uh, he'll have a good defense to work with. We know that the Redskins, they do have a good front seven, especially on the defensive line. Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Adam Ioannidis, some really good guys there. And then Ryan Kerrigan at linebacker. You've got a good front here. And then some good young players in the secondary. So he'll inherit uh, some talented players. And now that Bruce Allen is out of Washington, there's hope for Washington. There's hope that Ron Rivera can really take charge of this team. And then, you know, whoever, however the front office structure is going to be. But I think Rivera is going to do well in Washington. But that's kind of the, the coaching carousel right now with the Panthers and some of these other teams. And then, of course, looking at the team, a lot of decisions to be made. Obviously, the first revolves around Cam Newton and what they do with him. I think he comes back because, again, he's only due $18 million, which is a pretty good bargain compared to a lot of these, a lot of these other quarterbacks, especially when you can, 
you look at a contract like Nick Foles. I, I keep bringing up Nick Foles, or now I now I think you can even bring up Jameis Winston, who is reportedly looking for $30 million a year. And of course the joke now is that's a million dollars per interceptions as he fittingly threw a pick six on the first play of overtime to notch his 30th interception. I, I found that hilarious, but Cam Newton obviously is, is the big decision for this, uh, this new coaching staff. And then the free agents, you know, because you have a bunch of free agents that you got to make a decision on, and I'll run through them real quick for you guys. These are a list of unrestricted free agents. They are Mar- Mario Addison, Trey Boston, James Bradbury, Vernon Butler, Ross Cockrell, Javian Elliott, Chris Hogan, Wes Horton, Bruce Irvin, Kyle Love, Gerald McCoy, Stacey McGee, Greg Van Roten, and Daryl Williams. They also have two players that are restricted free agents. They are Dylan Gordon and DeAndre White. And then uh, eight players that are exclusive rights free agents. Kyle Allen, Marcus Baugh, Reggie Bonifant, Brandon Green, Cole Luke, F.A. Obata, Kid O'Brien, and Joey Sly. And then also know with the unrestricted free agents, Dontari Poe and Jarius Wright have team options for 2020. That can be picked up before the league year begins, which is March 18th. If they don't get picked up, they become free agents. And then with restricted free agents, of course, other teams can give an offer sheet to these players. The Panthers would have the opportunity to match those to match those offer sheets. Again, that's just Dylan Gordon and DeAndre White. And then, of course, exclusive rights free agents basically means the Panthers, it's effectively like right of first refusal. The Panthers would have a shot to offer a contract to these players. If not, then they become free agents. So real quick, um, and we'll obviously break this down as the days go on, but a couple names that pop up that I think the Panthers should try to re-sign as far as the unrestricted free agents go. Ross Cockwell. Really improved, really played well this season, especially in the second half of the year in place of Dante Jackson. I think he played well enough that the Panthers really need to strongly consider you know, offering him a contract and keeping him as, at the very least, a depth option, maybe even a, a starter, you know, because you've got James Bradbury now as a free agent as well. So you've got two guys that both ended up as starting corners toward the end of the season, you've got to make a decision on the, t- on the two of them. And Ross Cockrell, I think definitely is a possibility to be brought back. James Bradbury is really intriguing. I don't know. Th- this can go either way, but uh, you still have Dante Jackson, who of course was a, a disappointment. Let- let's face it. He was a disappointment this season, but you still have him under contract. So that's, those are the big decisions. I think between Bradbury and Ross Cockrell, I don't think Javon Elliott is going to come back. I think they can, they'll probably find elsewhere for their nickel, for their nickel role. But Bradbury and Cockrell are uh, two big decisions there. Mario Addison, Bruce Irvin, two edge guys out there. Addison might come back. I don't know if they're going to bring Irvin back, especially with, you know, you hope Brian Burns gets a lot more playing time next season. Wes Horton, Probably won't be back. 
Kyle Love, you know, he's been a guy that's been a solid depth guy, but obviously he's getting up there in age. He's about 35 years old. So how much does he have left? Uh, Trey Boston, I think you can improve on him, especially uh, with free agency and especially sitting in the draft now at number seven. You know, Grant Delpit could be there for the taking or maybe you take a corner. Vernon Butler, he can go. He, he can go. Yes, he had a nice season in place of K1 short, but you are getting K1 short back. And Butler obviously did not do himself any favors with what he did against the Colts. So I don't think it would be. And really, this was his. You could argue this was his lone good season in the four or five years that he's been here after being a first round pick. So I don't think the Panthers would have any trouble letting him walk. Uh, Chris Hogan, he's probably gone. Again, Wes Horton, I think, is gone. Gerald McCoy, you know, he'll obviously have some interest in the free agent market. So the Panthers, you know, if they have interest in him, probably will try to get something done before free agency starts. If not, it could be really interesting how how much interest he gets in the open market. Uh, Stacey McGee, probably not coming back. Greg Van Roten and Darrell Williams are the two... Really intriguing guys, I think, because Van Roten wasn't terrible, but it still feels like you can use some help on the interior. Dare Williams obviously struggled this season coming off injury, and you know, the Panthers want to groom Greg Little and Dennis Daly to become their bookend tackles. Uh, you know, the new coaching staff obviously will, um, We'll have that decision to make how they feel about these tackles. So those are two of the really intriguing guys and two of the true 50-50 guys, I think, you know, off the top of my head as, as far as what this coaching staff will do. Are those two are those two linemen, Greg Van Roten and Daryl Williams. And then Dontari Poe and Jarius Wright, as far as picking up their options, Probably leaning towards declining the option on Poe because I think you can grab, especially if the new coaching staff wants to go back to a 4-3, which I don't think would be a bad idea. I think with the personnel here, this team is definitely better suited for a 4-3. So I think you can probably afford to move on and it would free up some cap space. So it might not be the worst idea to move on from Poe. And then Jarius Wright, you know, he doesn't have a huge contract. He's a guy that can still get you some some good catches, but he was very quiet this year as far as uh as as far as total numbers go. So you know, he's a guy I think that can that can go either way. So he's he's going to be an interesting name to watch. Also, the Panthers, uh started filling out their off-season roster as they signed nine players to reserve future contracts. You obviously see these with every team when their season ends. Majority of these players are typically the players that were on their practice squad that they want to keep for the off-season, and the Panthers did so with seven of the ten practice squad players at the end of the season. Those were Quinn Blanding, Safety, cornerback Dominique Hatfield, tight end Tamar Hemingway, wide receiver Damien Jean-Pierre, 
tackles Tyler Mars and Aaron Montiero, and linebacker Sion Teohima. Which means one name that was not on that list was Elijah Holyfield, who we remember was a nice signing as a undrafted free agent and thought he had a shot to make the active roster, but they were able to stash him on the practice squad, but they did not sign him to reserve future contract, which is pretty interesting in my opinion. So you wonder what's going on there. Uh, and then two other players that they signed as basically two free agents that they signed to future contracts Kicker Elliot Fry and running back Marcus Murphy. So effectively, when the league year starts in 2020, in March of 2020, all these guys will be on the offseason roster. And then, of course, you'll have free agency starting then and then the draft. And I'm excited to dig into the draft. I'm the plan right now is for next week to bring back the mock draft Monday like I did last season where we had the live mock drafts on the draft network. Especially, So, of course, now that we know where the Panthers are sitting, and really we know where they're sitting for the first three rounds. Uh, numbers, I think it's 7, 38, and 69 are the top three picks right now for the Panthers. And then, of course, whatever uh, whatever compensatory picks they might get. As I look into that real quick for you guys here, too. Though, actually, over the cap projects zero uh, uh, compensatory picks, excuse me, for the Panthers because they actually gained more qualifying... Undrafted or unrestricted free agents, then they lost. So obviously the two would cancel each other out because the two unrestricted free agents that they lost that qualified for the uh, the comp picks were Devin Funches and Thomas Davis, but they had gained Matt Paradis, Bruce Irvin, and Chris Hogan as Kenyon Barner did not qualify for the comp pick, but likely even if he did. That would have been negated with Chris Hogan. So the Panthers are not projected to have any compensatory picks. So they will have their regular regular assortment of 2020 draft picks. So again, they have their pick in the first round, which will be number seven overall. Then they will pick at number... 38 in round two. And then they have pick number 69 in round three. And then again, you know, compensatory picks will kind of move them around the draft board. But fourth round, they have their original pick. And then they have their original picks in the 5th, 6th, and 7th. So basically the Panthers right now are sitting with all their original 7 draft picks, which you don't see too often, but that that's where they sit right now. 7 picks overall for the Carolina Panthers. Obviously we'll see if they make some moves, if they want to pick up some, but right now 7 picks overall 
for the 2020 draft. The first one, again, being at number seven overall. But again, that's the plan. We'll get some mock drafts in here and then start looking at free agents. But I think that's a good spot to wrap it up here. So that's it for 2019. It's hard to believe the calendar year is in the books. Have a safe and healthy new year. Enjoy celebrating tonight. Be safe, be smart, and have fun. And we will see you next year in 2020 for more Locked On Panthers goodness. Until then, Bill Rossetti signing off. Thanks so much for another great year. And until next time, take care, my friends, and we will see you soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.